0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to LocalJobNetwork.com Radio. I'm Tim Muma, and this is Moving Up the Ladder, a podcast that brings you knowledgeable and experienced guests to share their thoughts on helping you improve the outlook of your career. Now, while most people do talk about developing and advancing in their careers, many fail to understand how to get there, or maybe they're just missing on some opportunities. In looking for ways to help in this area, we have Brian Church joining us from New York. Brian is the founder and chief executive officer of the consulting firm Ambassadors International, as well as the author of the book, Relationship Momentum, which is the concept we're focusing on for this episode. Brian, how are you doing today?
1: I'm great, Tim. Thanks for having me on.
0: No, oh, definitely. As I mentioned to you before the show, I think it's a an interesting concept. Very uh, curious to talk about it in more detail. Uh, before we get started with it, I'd like to give our listeners an idea of where exactly you're coming from. So, if you could fill us in a little bit on your uh, professional experience,
1: uh, just a little bit about my history. I I started uh, out of Hampton Sydney College as a football coach, and um, you know, unfortunately, we were uh, 0 and 10 and the worst team in the NCAA. <laughs> so, I got out of that uh, career very quickly. And uh, had uh, certainly not put all my eggs in one basket there. But uh, I went on and worked for a company called Putnam Investments out of Boston, spent three and a half years there. Uh, they then moved me down to Birmingham, Alabama, and really went the entrepreneur route at that point in time, started my own consulting company, worked uh, through a lot of mergers and acquisition opportunities, did a lot of recruiting, and also helping other firms grow. I mean, really, what, what I do at Ambassadors International is I help people grow top-line revenue. Also along the way, uh, as a serial entrepreneur as I am, eight years ago, I uh, locked arms with a, a band of guys in uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, also wanted Cincinnati and wanted Phoenix to create an intellectual property incubator, and uh, that company has done very well. I'm not active in that company anymore other than I, I am still the chairman of the board, but they've got some very exciting new startups that are coming out here in the near future, so... That's kind of what led me into uh, to writing this book and then working on something to make ideas and careers move. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that history, uh, not just in the investment side of the business, but recruiting, entrepreneurialism, but also in intellectual property. I've seen a lot of things fail. Right. <laughs> I got tired <laughs> of seeing it, so uh, that's what I've been doing.
0: Yeah, and you know, your nearly your perspective on all that, on the different angles, as you said, seeing things fail. Obviously, why we. Wanted to have you on, wanted to talk about this concept, uh, especially, and, and again, we'll talk about specifics momentarily, but just to start things off, I guess, what would be your simple definition for what you're calling relationship momentum and what that means? Well,
1: um, now I'll read you this right from the book. Uh, it's, it's relationship momentum defined as the art and science of activating relationships through the accumulation of brand, value, and ambassador equities. Creating movement in a consistent and purposeful direction. So that's what the book says. I mean, to to put it um, you know a little bit more into into layman's terms, uh, you look at relationship momentum and the measurement thereof. Mm-hmm. It's measured in the quantity and the quality of your relationships as they relate to your strategic to the strategic movement of your ideas or your career.
0: So, is there something specific that uh, you came across or, or anything that? Led to this. I mean, as far as the details behind it and why you thought this was such an important topic to touch on for yourself.
1: Well, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I stumbled on it, and uh, I would have never thought that I would write a book that was based on. Well, it's it's not a physics book. I'll tell you that first <laughs> off. I I, I I failed physics in, in high school. <laughs> yeah, I don't joking. think you'd
0: be alone necessarily in that one. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, look, I, I I was telling you about this intellectual property firm that. Um, some acquaintances at the time who are now very uh, dear friends and I started, uh, as well as being a serial entrepreneur. I'm a son of an entrepreneur. And, um, and, and just having a myriad of the things that I tried to start or uh, other ideas that I've seen people uh, create and watching them fail, watching people who just don't move forward in their careers. Um, you know, Back to the IP side of the 100 different ideas uh, that the company has incubated. And we never would start an idea if it didn't have two things, which is a good idea and a good person behind it, okay? Mm-hmm. So that's the formula, and it has to be disruptive technology, but I won't get into that today. <laughs> uh, but 90 of those 100 never made a dollar. Hmm. And only three of those 100 turned a profit, some of them very a very nice profit. Mm-hmm. And I started banging my head against the wall thinking, I mean, there's got to be a cause and effect reason I don't want something nebulous. I didn't want to read a book that told me, you know, about th- these, you know, delusional ways to go out and market yourself that, that really were not based on substance or fact. Uh-huh. I wanted a cause and effect reason. And I stumbled upon Sir Isaac Newton's uh, Three Laws of Motion. I mean, literally, stumbled on it. Uh, I was reading about it uh, one day, and it just made sense to me. And if you read those three, I'm not going to go through that today, but I encourage everybody to Google it. <laughs> and... uh I mean, it'll speak to you because movement is movement. I don't care if it's a ball, it's a battleship, it's a career, it's a product, project, purpose. Uh, Everything needs movement. Sure. And then I got news for everybody, stuff or technology doesn't create movement. Hmm. People create movement. Hmm. And and so I kind of backed into this, and then I got some very smart people to help me, uh, Dr. Ming Wang, uh, Dr. Brian Miller, and others who tested my physics, I, I, woke, I would wake up in cold sweats thinking I was giving a talk somewhere, and a, a physicist would stand up in the back of the room and question <laughs> my equation. Um, and then we, uh, we created this, and then uh, you know that's what the book does. It goes through three different parts, which is the relationship momentum concept in and of itself, building the case for it, then the three equities, and then strategic velocity, which I'm sure we'll, we'll get to a little bit later on
0: yeah, we'll definitely uh, touch on those areas. and you and you mentioned you know sort of the the parts there in terms of having an equation. Um, did you want to break that down a little bit uh, just briefly, uh, yeah. as far as your equation goes?
1: The equation itself, if you've ever looked at the equation for momentum, it's p stands for momentum mm-hmm. equal m v, which is mass times velocity right. That's the equation for momentum. So what I did, instead of calling uh, it the three masses, which, again, doesn't sound very good. And, uh, but also, I think equity is, is a, a much better des- you know, descriptive word for what we're trying to do here, because what is equity? Equity is the extra, right? Mm. The extra that you get when you're investing or, or, or uh, have an output of effort. So the three equities are a substitute for mass. and We'll get into what those three equities are in just a second. But then you're multiplying that by strategic velocity and um, you'll know, probably later on I'm sure we'll talk about that as well and really what that means it's it's about being intentional mm-hmm. so it's about creating weight behind your ideas through the quantity and the quality of the relationships that are pushing those ideas or pushing your career or your initiatives and being intentional about it right that's what relationship momentum is
0: well, yeah, let's, uh, let's dive into some of those specifics so people get an idea of, of what exactly you're talking about, how it can relate to them and their career possibly. And you know, the, the three equities, obviously, you brought up, first of all, was the idea of brand and how as an individual, how does that work? How does an individual become a brand uh, as a professional? Uh, I guess break it down for our listeners so they can figure out how that applies to them.
1: Sure. And you know, just a couple of things. It's not about physics. It's about the elements they're in. But uh, with me not being a mathematician, I'll, I'll remind everybody anything multiplied by zero is what?
0: Zero. Uh, that's a good point. And you've got to have.
1: <laughs> you've got to have all three of them. And so they're, they are symmetrical in the fact that they're, they're all needed. Mm-hmm. Um, symbiotic is, is a good word for that. And so the first one is brand. But see, you can have the best brand in the world, and if there's not value backing up, the, the brand is worthless. Right. You could have the best value in the world, but there's no brand out there to push the idea. But I can promise you this, if you don't have one of these first two, or both, excuse me, both of the first two, brand and value, you will not recruit ambassadors. And in your career, whether you're looking for a job or you're looking to move up the ladder, okay, you have got to recruit ambassadors. We'll get into that in just a second, on, I think, on what that means. Sure. Um, but You've got to have all three, so I just wanted to make that point. But, you know, building a brand for yourself is much is like building a brand for a company you're selling yourself, whether you're in a current career and you're looking to move up, or you're looking for the right opportunity, or you're looking to change careers, whatever that is, you're selling yourself at the end of the day. And, you know, what I try to help people do when they have small businesses, or they're going in for an interview, is I try to help them understand that people don't buy what you do. Mm -hmm. They buy why you do it. Mm. It's, I don't care if it's a product, it's a project, or it's you that you're selling, because you're certainly always selling yourself. People don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Um, if you look at Microsoft, which is kind of a cliche example for, that everyone uses, um, but Microsoft, people don't go to them just because they have good software, hardware, or technology, right? That's not really what they are. Right. They're a disruptive company developing disruptive technology for a disruptive culture. <laughs> and would you ever think, I mean, Tim, would you ever think that, you know, I'm in, I'm in Buffalo, uh, today and, and they're 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 all Buffalo Bills fans, but you know as I was coming in last night, where I would usually see a bunch of Buffalo Bills bumper stickers or Buffalo Sabers and hockey, bu- uh, you know bumper stickers. Right. I see apples on the back of cars. Huh. What the heck is that about? Right. Well, you, you see it all <laughs> over the country. I mean, they've developed such a legion of ambassadors. I mean, you can walk around with the wrong technology and people make fun of you. Sure, yeah. That's- <laughs> you <know? laughs> And that's the kind of momentum that we need for our careers. We need people that are around us. And so you do that by first branding yourself. And you know, when I, what I mean by when I say people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. It's creating a brand ethos for yourself. And then that brand ethos, which is what you stand for, and it's that amazing thing that you do that no one can teach you, hmm. and only you know what it is. But you have to be able to communicate that, and as I talk about in the book, and which everybody has heard of at some point in time in their lives, an elevator speech where you can make sure that you can convey that and have other people want to move your initiative forward or they ask you more questions and you get a chance to really uh, interact with
0: them. Right. Now, is that something that's easy to change or adjust? Say you're, you know, just things aren't working. Is that, I mean, does that take time to develop that brand? I mean, what's sort of your take on that?
1: Well, it certainly takes time. I mean, you need to be intentional about it, but uh, but you certainly need to evolve. I don't think you can look at anybody today. And, I mean, look at even at you know, um, you look at uh, look at Apple. They're you know they've evolved over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so has Nike. Um, all these major companies have evolved over time, and so do most people in their careers. So yes, you have to evolve. I was uh, reminded of a great story the other day. Um, a gentleman was telling me about. Uh, it was uh, this made national headlines at one time, but there was a an, an Italian family in Philadelphia that had a uh, a barber shop for years and very well known. But then they had one of these new um, franchises move in across the street, and they started offering ten dollar haircuts. And so the family was very worried that they were going to go out of business. So what they did, they decided to rebrand themselves. They kept the family name, but they put a new sign out front. Uh, we're across the street there fighting people who were giving $10 haircuts and it was threatening their margins. Well, the family decided to put a sign up that says, We fix $10 Haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Well, I mean, you have to evolve. Right, right. Uh, you know, you have to evolve. But I, uh, I'll tell you one other quick story. This is a true story. Um, one of the marketing directors for CNN uh, had walked downstairs in Atlanta and out the front of the building, and she saw – a blind man that was there and he had a sign, he had a cup in front of the sign where he was asking for money. The cup was empty. Um, and it said, um, I'm blind, please help. And, uh, so she asked the man, she said, would you mind if I change your sign for you? And he said, okay. She went into the coffee shop, grabbed a marker and changed the sign, went back out front, put it back in front of him, went in to finish her coffee. And when she came back out later, the cup was full. And, um, uh, so she was happy with herself that she was able to help the man out. And uh, as the story goes, what she changed the sign to was, it's a beautiful day, you can see it, I can't.
0: Oh, wow.
1: And you know, and I think at the end of the day, it's, it's not just about you know, your brand. It's not about an emblem. It's more about an ethos, and it's the way that you convey that ethos mm-hmm. to other people. And that is, you know, that's the, that's the bedrock of being able to create relationship momentum is that
0: brand equity. Uh, I think those those are two great examples of, of you know for the listeners to latch onto and something that I think will definitely stick. So I appreciate those specific examples that you can always give uh, to those listening. Moving to the second part of it, as you mentioned, these all need to be working together to be effective, uh, and it's the idea of value. And again, we're for our purposes, we're kind of relating it to you know the person itself. Um, when you're talking about value within an individual, is it means that simply what they can offer to an organization? Is there something more to that? How do you define that part of the equation?
1: Well, I mean that's part of it, but you know it's it, it's like in politics. Why do so many people just serve one term? Probably have a great brand, or they wouldn't have gotten elected. Sure. But is the magic magic? Hmm. And as we sell ourselves at the end of the day, and we sell that great thing that no one can teach us. Right. We can be coached. We can become better but it's just you know it's in our DNA and we sell that we talk about that that's our brand that's our ethos but the magic has to be magic so it's it's not just simply what they offer to an organization is the magic magic and is there substance behind the ethos and the brand you know no false advertising hmm. right <laughs> right to speak. But you know, determining someone's value I mean, is somewhat subjective, but I always, and I talk about this in the book, there's four principles of providing value. And if you follow all four of these things, it will not go unrecognized. Well, the first thing, it has to be real, okay, pretty simple, is the magic magic. Number two, it has to be relevant. Okay, you can be a great runner, but if you're in the pool, it doesn't matter, <laughs> okay? <laughs> so you could be great at sales and uh, you're in the wrong position or Uh, They don't need you for sales in that organization, and it's not going to be relevant. Next, is it transferable? Does it make other people better? And the great job that you're doing, or the value that you represent, is it easy for other people to tell the story? That's very important when it when we move to the ambassador equity side of this uh, conversation. And then, last but not least, it has to be accretive and has to be transcendent. Because if you if you look at why a lot of people lose faith in a value proposition, it's because people have short memories. You have to keep those, I, I talk about inflection points to gain momentum. You have to keep the inflection points of the value relationship close. Okay, so it's it's what have you done for me lately? That's the type of society that we live in. Sure. So the value has to be real, has to be relevant, has to be transferable, and it must be transcendent. It must be accretive. It must continue to grow over time.
0: So moving to the ambassador part of it, you've, you've mentioned that a number of times even before we got into the subject itself. What exactly do you mean by that in terms of, the professional side, advancing one's career, um, how that all works together with the other aspects we've been talking about.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the big idea is that of the ambassador. Okay. If that's the only thing that anybody gets out of the book or out of this, uh, you know, the show is the need to have ambassadors, someone else carrying your flag other than yourself. Mm. Um, of course, you're always an ambassador for yourself, but that, that is the big idea. That is the secret behind relationship momentum. But King Ferdinand of Spain, this is the first time that ambassadors um, ever arrived on the scene. And uh, actually, if you look at uh, you know, the translation for ambassador, it is embassare. This is a, was a, uh, a formal position that King Ferdinand of Spain in the early 1800s uh, developed, as he thought he was getting ripped off in some of the foreign countries. Uh, interesting he thought that because they had actually conquered those people and <laughs> <laughs> in essence really ripped them off. But he created these embassares, which mean to send. And they wore a signet ring like the king. They wore a robe like the king. They weren't imposters. They didn't look like the king. However, when they are in front of those people, you knew that you were speaking to the king because this person had the direct right and was empowered to speak on behalf of the king. You know, and that's the kind of people that we need to recruit. Um, We need to have people that carry our flag, understand our brand, our ethos, understand our value proposition, and are dedicated to seeing success in our lives. And if we can do that, and you do that by combining the brand, the value, creating the ambassador equity that you need, I promise you that your career will move. You know, you need to have emotional and economic ties to those people. Economic is nice. You know, maybe you pay them to do certain things, or maybe your success is tied to their success because you're working next to each other in a cubicle. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's your spouse. Uh, your spouse is your should be your number one fan and your number one ambassador because they have an emotional and an economic tie to your success.
0: But you have to recruit these people, or
1: your ideas won't move. It's as simple as that. You can't be the only one waving your flag.
0: Well, that was one question I was going to ask about though. Is as far as you know, you use the term recruiting. Is there a way to have that conversation with somebody or is that something that naturally just sort of develops as you develop as a as a professional and and as you mentioned the idea of brand and value um or or can you sit down with someone and have a conversation to to move forward and have them in essence be an ambassador
1: Yeah look that's that's part of it when we get to you know we talk a little bit um about strategic velocity yeah. you've got to be intentional you cannot sit back and just hope something organically happens Right so you have to sit down and have those conversations. But here's the secret to it. You've got to be one before you make one. So you find yourself in a situation that you're either you're jobless or you are looking to move uh, or change careers or you're looking to move up the ladder where you are. Find someone that's trying to do the same thing. Because If you just look around, there is a lot of people on the same path and have the same vision that you do. Right. And if you can help them, you become an ambassador for them, which means knowing their brand, understanding their value, and waving their flag. That's how you recruit ambassadors. You have to be one before you make one. And then I encourage people, sit down, have cerebral contracts. Don't formalize anything. Sometimes that's weird. <laughs> um, but sit down and have an honest conversation and say, hey, I want to help you, but I need help too. Well, let's lock arms together and let's figure out how we can get, you know, get each other to, uh, to the place that we want to be.
0: Well, I think that's a great piece of advice there, in terms of uh, forming those those sort of connections, as you mentioned, and also being ambassador for others. Uh, being just as important with your with your career, I think a, definitely a great piece of advice for our listeners. Uh, you brought up the idea, of course, of uh, strategic velocity, that being another aspect to this equation. Uh, how do you break that down? What are we talking about when you mention uh, those terms?
1: Well, strategic velocity is, as I said before, is it's about being intentional. Right. The speed is moving fast. Okay. Velocity is moving fast in a consistent direction. Mm. Strategic velocity is moving fast in the right direction. (laughs) (laughs) Some people think they're doing a great job just because they're moving fast or they're going on 30 interviews. That's not necessarily strategic velocity. So it's being intentional, but it's being intentional as you take inventory, as you find what I call as a true north, and then moving intentionally with you know, some degree of, you know, what I would call audacity. So that's what strategic velocity is all
0: about. So is, I mean, would you say the most common mistake that people make and at least in this area of what we're talking about is simply trying to do as much as they can versus maybe focusing on what you're talking about, and having that, that true, that right direction?
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it can certainly be a hindrance. I don't know if that's the biggest mistake, okay. uh, because you can find a lot worse things to do than being very active. Mm-hmm. But you know, I would say there's two things that, that are the most common mistake, and one of them is kind of a hybrid of that. But the first one is, is I think people settle. Okay. They don't believe in themselves. And if they haven't taken inventory, and again, they don't know what that special thing is that no one can teach them. If they don't know what that is, they end up settling. That or if there's some type of a, of a fear component that's there. So don't settle, number one. But number two, they do miss out on opportunities to be one and to make ambassadors. And most of the time, it's because they have these blinders on because they're fixated on something that they, that they want and they feel that they need and they miss out on what's happening around
0: them. Well, that's a good segue into uh, another aspect, and it's the idea of uh, the matrix of opportunities that underlies every crowd. That was the, the quote I pulled from there. And then you also talk about characteristics of individuals who are able to see that versus those that, that miss those opportunities. I guess, what are, what are you exactly talking about when you talk about these characteristics and, and how people are able to see these opportunities versus, as you mentioned, simply missing out?
1: Right. Well, I mean, you know, look, people get so consumed at what they they think they're looking for. They miss out on people and opportunities and ambassadors that are right there in front of them. I mean, it's as simple as that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're missing out on ambassadors, people they need, people that need them. Um, Great book that uh, one of my favorite books of all time, the Blue Ocean Strategy. Um, They miss out on these blue ocean opportunities that are out there because they might not have thought about them before. So where you don't necessarily want to get go down you know, a wild goose chase into a, you know, a wrong path, at the same time, you've got to keep your eyes open. You've got to keep them peeled. And you've got to be open to new opportunities. Because if you've got the blinders on where you're looking for a new career or you're looking to move up the ladder or you're looking for an opportunity, period, you just simply can't afford to do that. Um, you know, the, the best advice I give somebody, and I call it walking slowly through the crowds, which is understanding what you're looking for, okay, but also being open to the fact that you can help other people. And what I mean by walking slowly through the crowds, that just simply is uh, you know, an analogy to, to help you understand that you have to be aware of your surroundings and every single person that you come in contact with because there's a good chance you can either help them or they can help you.
0: Well, Brian, we definitely appreciate all the uh, information you've given us. We always like to give our guests the the final word here, uh, just to sort of wrap up the topic that we've been talking about, give our listeners a a nice little takeaway from our discussion. Um, So what would you offer up there as a final piece of advice, maybe a tip in regards to um, this whole topic of relationship momentum?
1: Well, uh, first, Tim, thanks for having me on. Um, You know, I I would tell people, start by taking inventory. You got to know who you are, because that's where you're going to be able to develop your brand. In uh, your ethos. And, and again, as I've said this you know, probably too many times uh, on the show, but uh, to understand that thing that you do, that you're capable of, that, that nobody can teach you. But you have to take inventory. The second thing is you set your true north. Uh, your true north is your vision of success and where you're going. You've got to know where that is. You know. The third thing is keep your eyes peeled. Walk slowly through the crowds, identify the people that need your help and find the people who can help you, who can help you create that relational momentum. Help somebody else in their career search. It's always the best way to eventually get to where you want to go. Uh, I think it was Zig Ziglar that said, help people get what they want and need. You can't help but to get what you want and need. Hmm. But you build weight behind the three equities, brand, value, and ambassador equity. Be intentional about what you're doing. Have that what I talk about in the book, which is bridled audacity. Have that broad old audacity, and I promise you, your career will move.
0: Oh, uh, with that, we will look to wrap things up here on Moving Up the Ladder. We've been speaking with Brian Church, founder and CEO of Ambassadors International, and, of course, author of the book Relationship Momentum. Definitely an interesting theory and worth diving into further for all those interested listeners out there. Brian, thanks again for bringing us your perspective today. Thanks, Tim. Of course, we also want to hear from you, the listeners, so if you have any thoughts on future topics for us to cover on LGN Radio, Just shoot an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. Wishing you success in all your endeavors. I'm Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.